Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Back right in here on Pro Football Rewind. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Davis Maddock. We are breaking now into the 4 o'clock section of the slate, but I don't want to actually fully dismiss Falcons-Bucks. We, we don't have to move so quickly through it. Davis, is there anything else from either of these teams that you wanted to bring up uh, as you know an outlook for these two football teams? Well, there is one really interesting thing, which is that Brashad Perryman is maybe going to be the best free agent wide receiver, depending wow. on what happens with some of these other guys. And mm. you never would have thought of saying that at the beginning <laughs> of the season. But Perryman had, I mean, not only was Perryman good once Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were out, but he was also good as a third wide receiver, like he was a very adequate third wide receiver mm -hmm. for them in a way that he never was able to do in Baltimore or in Cleveland. And guys like this who were former top draft picks who do show some promise, they generally end up getting pretty decent size contracts in the offseason. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's uh, that's actually kind of one of the crazier things that came from those injuries is how good Brashad Perriman uh, was when he had to step up. Let's start with some of the four clocks, and I want to hit the games that uh, had a lot less on the line, and Rams-Cardinals was the only four o'clock game that literally had nothing on the line, both eliminated from playoff contention. Obviously, you know, the teams would like to win the game, uh, and the Rams did that 31-24. to Goff closes the season out with 
319 yards passing and three touchdowns. An up-and-down year for Goff. This Rams team, obviously, Davis, came nowhere close to what they wanted to achieve. Do you think it was just Super Bowl hangover and a big bounce back could be in store next season? I do not think that. No, I, I do not think that uh, it was a Super Bowl hangover. I think that the I mean, the biggest issue is how could they ever make their roster better? They have no first round pick. <laughs> they are all capped out. You know, they're paying. They are paying. This is actually this is actually true. Jared Goff's contract extension has not yet kicked in. Oh His gosh. mega, mega extension worth $140 million has not even started yet. He's still technically on his rookie deal. So once his contract extension gets kicked in, their salary cap situation is actually going to get even worse. And they're going to have to deal with that salary cap situation while not having first round picks, which is the number one mm -hmm. way to get salary relief. So yeah. things are not looking particularly great by my estimation for the Rams. I think they have they have this kind of classic situation with the top heavy roster where they have they're paying some players who are underperforming a ton of money and then uh they have a ton of guys who are not making very much money who are you know some of them might overperform and some of them might end up getting cut the the issue they have though is they're paying uh Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks so much money and none of those guys really help them win games. And I've always I've always wondered if a team Davis would be willing to put enough faith in the roster around a quarterback and the coach. And I think the Rams could have been the team to do it, where they could have taken Jared Goff and instead of paying him this crazy mega deal, trading him, avoid the cap hit, recoup the assets, because Goff would command, I think, a lot on the trade market because quarterbacks are hard to find, but then believe in McVay, Woods, Cup, Cooks, Gurley, all of the weaponry that would be around a new cheap quarterback to keep this team afloat. Obviously, that's not an option. Am I crazy for suggesting that that's maybe could have been a better way for them to navigate this situation? The problem is they they probably thought that they were Super Bowl favorites this year. Right. Like they probably thought, oh, actually, our roster is not really that different. Our roster, you know, and they probably thought like, oh, you know, maybe we'll get Jalen Ramsey. Maybe we'll bring someone in. We will we will do whatever we need to improve our roster in the middle of the year. So they they thought the roster was good. They so what actually happened is. They were they were bad self scouts. They they did not know that uh, you know they they didn't know that they were going to be bad. And it, maybe if they knew that they were going to be bad or that the offense wasn't going to work, maybe they would have been open to it. The issue again with that though is. Pretty much everyone at the beginning of the year thought that their their quarterback was good. Like a ton of people, a ton of teams thought their quarterbacks were good at the start of the year. Yeah, and, and you know, to be fair to the Rams, I played their season win total over ten and a half. So I as well thought that they would be good. It didn't pan out that way. On the other side of the ball, the Arizona Cardinals. The question is the backfield to me. Kenyon Drake came in and was tremendous. David Johnson is a guy who I still believe has tremendous talent. I don't know what the Cardinals do uh, with the backfield. I guess David Johnson's going to be looking for work elsewhere. So David Johnson is either going to be looking for work elsewhere or 
they they got to find a way to get off of his money mm. um because he's owed a ton of money this year and then his contract i believe is done at the end of next season but they gave him that big extension after his 2016 season uh and the, owing a running back money sucks because you're always going to be able to find someone like chase edmonds like Kenyon drake to come in and be able to give you similar production, similar numbers, and then you're left paying another guy who's not paying, not playing for you a ton of money. And I love David Johnson. He's one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have followed his career for a long time, ever since he was at the University of Northern Iowa. So it sucks for me to, to, to you know, have to say it's time for them to move on. But Kenyon Drake clearly was just a better player than he was this year. David Johnson just looks like he does not really have uh, the juice left in his legs, and and that's just uh, it's one of those sad things but of course it does happen and uh i i if i if i gun to my head if i had to make the choice right now i would say Kenyon drake probably leads that backfield and touches next year but chase edmonds is going to be one of the better guys to draft you know in the in the second half of your fantasy drafts next year because he has basically been explosive every time he's gotten on the field do you think that you're going to be invested in either of these teams with your fantasy rosters Next season, you know, the Rams always have guys that you feel like you can trust. Tyler and Cliff felt like they were maybe starting to figure things out if they can add a couple of more pieces. Do you think that either of these teams, maybe both of these teams, you will find yourself trusting throughout drafts next year? Uh, early, early look on looking out. I will I will actually probably be very invested in the Arizona Cardinals. I think that their ADPs, specifically Kyler and Kirk, got a little rich this year because so many people, you know, basically like figured out like, oh, this team's going to run a ton of plays. <laughs> but uh, the issue with running a ton of plays is you got to have good players to get the ball to on those. And uh, this year, the only good players to play for the Cardinals were uh, their, their two running backs, Kenyon Drake and David Johnson when he was healthy. And I guess Chase Edmonds for two games before he got hurt and then Christian Kirk. And that's not to not to disparage Larry Fitzgerald. It's just that at his age, it's hard for him to be, you know, a, a 10 target a game type guy. Next year, I would imagine they probably spend a first round pick on a wide receiver. I would imagine they probably spend some free agent money on a wide receiver as well. I think that, you know, they're going to be done counting on the Demir Bird, Farrell Cooper types. And I, also, I think Kyler's going to be really good with another year of practice, another year of learning. And I'm very excited for that. Quickly, Davis, if you had to say today, what round is Todd Gurley drafted in next year? He will go same same place he was drafted this year. He'll go end of the third or end of the second, beginning in the third, and I think that's a pretty appropriate ADP for him. All right, good stuff there. We come back and continue to look through the four o'clock slate right here on Pro Football Rewind. Keep it locked on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we are back here on Pro Football Rewind, and Davis, let's jump right into it. Broncos, Raiders, look, 16-15 final. Not much to be excited about. What you, the outlook for these teams, Drew Locke, I think, was fairly impressive in the time that he was the quarterback for this team. How do you think you would be managing the Broncos next year? I, I actually agree with you. I do think that Drew Locke was pretty impressive in his time as a quarterback. He actually went, uh, I believe he went four and one. Yeah, he went four and one as a starting quarterback. So uh, a pretty, pretty nice start for his career. The team was way better yards per play, uh, rush attempts or uh, rushing yards per play, passing yards per play. Uh, and he, you know, the, the big knock on him was interceptions, but he threw only three interceptions over the five games that he started for them. So, yeah, Drew Locke, to me, uh, pretty impressive. And if I was managing them, I would just be I, I would just be this is Drew Locke's team. We're mm-hmm. going to probably draft one more wide receiver, maybe sign, maybe sign a guy in free agency, maybe Brashad Perryman, the guy that we talked about earlier to play across from Cortland Sutton. But. I would be feeling good. I would I would be feeling pretty good as a Broncos fan saying we have our quarterback. We we have our guy. Well, maybe not that we have our quarterback, but we have a guy that we are going to start next season that we feel good about. And when's the last time a Broncos fan could say that? You know, I think that this sample we have of Drew Locke is better than any stretch of Trevor Simeon or Paxton mm-hmm. Lynch's entire careers, basically. Yeah, uh, I don't think you could argue with that 
at all on the Raiders side of thing. Um, Darren Waller, you know, coming into the year right there was the holy trinity of tight end. Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, if you didn't get one of them, you had to wait. If you came across a guy like Darren Waller, probably was huge for your season. The thing is, that value is likely not going to be there this time around. Do you think that this guy could end up a top three tight end going into next season? He probably won't go top three just because anytime, like, fantasy drafting, it kind of always goes, like, the year after. So if Waller has another big season in 2020, I would Mm -hmm. expect him to be drafted pretty highly in 2021. Instead, I think that we're going to see, like, he's going to go into that O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Delaney Walker range from 2019 draft. So I think Waller will probably go. Uh, you know, he would go something like the sixth round, I would think, in 2020. And and he might even honestly be a value there. I guess this is actually the first time that he was able to get over 100 yards while Hunter Renfro was actually active. Mm. And the, uh, the only time that he was able to get double-digit targets while Hunter Renfro has been active. So that's something to look at moving forward, though, is is the inverse relationship between Renfro and Waller because they they run the same kind of routes. I guess then Renfro would also be one to watch uh, for next year for drafts. Jags, Colts, 38-20. to The Jags, this weird situation yesterday where they said, Marone, this is your last game. Then shortly after, they said that those reports are false. Genuinely, uh, Davis, floor is yours with this one. What are the big takeaways? What's the big outlooks for either of these football teams? It's always very weird when we think that a game in week 17 that means nothing for either team is going to be for a coach's job, because (laughs) I I guess you could say one reason you would want to do that would be, well, let's see if the players play for him. And if the players play for the coach, that's probably a good indicator. You would you want a coach that the, the guys want to try for. So, you know, we see Gardner Minshew in this game. 39 passing attempts, 295 passing yards, three touchdowns, one to D.D. Westbrook, one to Keelan Cole, one to Reichwell Armstead. Uh, pretty efficient game for Reichwell Armstead in the passing game, not so much as a rusher. Uh, the uh, the drop touchdown by Reichwell Armstead in the first quarter was definitely one that had uh, fantasy owners who were using him in DFS in Week 17 pretty, pretty annoyed, but uh, he mm-hmm. was able to make up for it a little bit later in the game. So if I was running the Jaguars, I certainly would look for any way I could to get off of Nick Foles' contract. You're paying Gardner Minshew nothing. Like you're you're he is making pennies and there's got to be someone who would take Nick Foles and or there's got to be some way to get off of his contract and uh I I would just I would draft um you know, nothing really but offensive linemen and defensive players. And I, I would I would definitely get rid of Doug Marone and this coaching staff. I think that this is a talented offense. Like like DD Westbrook, DJ Shark, Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, uh, those are all really talented players. I know they were not able to use their third round pick Josh Oliver very much this year due to injury, but to me, I think the Jaguars have a talented roster, mm. and I think that they are being underserved by their coaching. So that that's that's how I would proceed with the Jaguars on the Colts side of the ball. I just don't know what there is to learn from this team this year. <laughs> they they got blindsided at the beginning of the year with the Andrew Luck thing. Jacoby Brissett did the best he could. They gave him a small contract extension, but certainly I don't think that it would be upending the team if the Colts decided to sign a different quarterback or draft a quarterback or go some other direction. Like it's not like the whole team is Brissett's team and they, they, they just have to regroup. They have to regroup in the offseason because 
this season was just never going to be a fair test for them. All right, I'm going to move on to Cowboys, Redskins, and honestly, I'm going to bypass the Redskins on this one just because Haskins and McLaren are the guys to be excited about, and neither were playing in this football game. The Cowboys put up 47. It's almost like, of course, their you know most dominant win comes in a game that ends up not mattering. Jason Garrett, people are hoping this is his last game. In terms of, you know, if, if you had a Cowboys stack out there, uh, I actually threw in a, a, you know, a FanDuel lineup because I knew we were doing this show together and I wanted to have it. Me putting Michael Gallup in the lineup is, I think, uh, the only reason I'm really going to be able to, you know, come away with some cash in that. What's the outlook next year for Dallas? How much does it depend on Garrett? Are they going to pay Dak? How do you view this Cowboys team right now? Well, they're definitely going to pay Dak. There's just there's no way that they end up not paying Dak. But uh, what a what a cluster of a situation. So last year, Dallas's teams they they got they won two more games than they should have by their uh, by their Pythagorean uh, win loss chart. And this year they uh, they were they were they should have won 10 games by their point differential. They were only able to win uh, these eight games, finishing at eight and eight. And of course, they they missed the playoffs due to that loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, of course, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, have been my whole life. Mm. And I by this point, I didn't really want them to make the playoffs. I, I would if given the choice between you know losing to someone in the first round of the playoffs or having to deal with another year of Jason Garrett I I would have just rather gotten rid of <laughs> Jason Garrett because I think that he really is holding the team back overall this is a this is a super talented roster I think Dak Prescott is great I think Kellen Moore showed himself to be a very good offensive coordinator with some things to learn this year and you know I I, I think that uh, I think the team is going to be much better off with different leadership uh, if there's a, unless there's anything else you want to add the only other question I wanted to ask you from this game is there a world next year where the Cowboys' number one wide receiver is Gallup and not Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think I think it's actually pretty likely wow. that Amari just is not on the team next year. Like I like in fact I think that uh I think that the the odds on would be that he's on a different team that they choose not to pay Amari and basically every game where Gallup continues to play really well uh endears him more to the organization whereas Amari has consistently dealt with injuries and is just it's been hard for him to stay on the field this year for Dallas and that's not going to make the front office want to pay him and I I think it's actually probably more likely than not that Gallup is the top wide receiver. Well, uh, that, that's actually pretty interesting, and I, I also I agree. I don't think it's a bridge too far. Ravens Steelers, the Ravens still dominate this team. The Steelers offense was just a complete disaster uh, to close out this season. They finish eight and eight. I think the weird thing for me is Juju Smith Schuster because this was the year where he was going to be the guy, the target man. Big Ben goes down, and the whole thing was a mess. How much faith do you think you can put in Juju next year with expecting Big Ben to be the quarterback? I he's probably going to be one of my biggest positions next year in mm. seasonal fantasy football because he is going to he is just going to plummet in ADP. You know, he went from being drafted at like the first second round turn in fantasy football mm -hmm. in 2019 to being like I you know, I, it would surprise me if he goes in the top 
48 picks. So that means in the top four rounds. And he's one of these guys who just has such an impressive profile. Like, I I won't be able to stop myself from drafting him. (laughs) Uh, All right, when we get back, we'll uh, get the playoff outlook for the Baltimore Ravens and then continue to move through this 4 o'clock slate. Keep it here on Pro Football Rewind. We'll be right back on The Grid. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or... Check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here is how it works. You first create the DraftKings Sportsbook account. You then make a deposit. Finally, you place that first bet, and DraftKings will match it 
with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. Davis, we last left off talking about the Ravens game uh, today. Looked pretty solid, uh, twenty-eight to ten victory at home. They finished the year fourteen and two, best record in the league home field throughout the AFC playoffs. The only question is how many Ravens uh, do you think you'll be targeting throughout postseason fantasy football? I will be all over them, and uh, I think actually the number one most interesting conversation to have about postseason fantasy football is if you play in a format like the FFPC or the NFC that only allows one Baltimore Raven, do you make it Lamar Jackson? Obviously, he's going to project for the most points, but he is, you know, he is going to be the mo- number one most popular player. I would assume he's going to be the most owned player in these postseason contests. Or do you go Mark Ingram? Do you go Mark? Mark Andrews, uh, do you go Marquise Brown even? I think those are all interesting conversations to have because obviously quarterback scoring is a lot more flat. Drew Brees is going to be a really good postseason option. I think that um, yeah, Carson Wentz is an interesting postseason option. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, like there are obviously a lot of different directions to go at quarterback. And uh, I, I, so it might be a situation where I actually end up rooting against Lamar Jackson in mm. some of these games because I go a different direction. Just just for game theory reasons. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if you go contrarian and even, you know, if the Ravens somehow get upset, obviously then that could put you in a nice spot. You, you look through this specific game, and the one question I was wondering is how good could RG3 look? And I think Lamar is kind of, you know, forcing people to think about the quarterback position a little bit differently, something teams probably should have done a while ago, but this is what happens. It, you know, see it to believe it, and you're seeing it in full effect. This wasn't, a, you know, any overly impressive game from RG3, but do you think there's a chance that he actually could be competing for a starting job next year? Obviously, it would have to be out of Baltimore. No one's competing with Lamar, but do you think that, you know, teams could, Take a shot on RG3 next year? Not only do I think that they should, I, I think that they will. Mm. Uh, like, I, I think that um, Lamar, like, he's been one of those guys who, when he's been on the field, he's shown, you know, some capabilities. And it certainly would have been nice for him to have, you know, more to do in this game. But basically, he, he didn't really have to do anything. He only had to throw 21 passes. He ran eight times for 50 yards in this game. Uh, and it, it honestly, though, it might just behoove the Ravens to keep him. Why would the Ravens want to go sign, you know, A.J. McCarron or Brock Osweiler to be their backup quarterback when they'd have to change the entire offense if something happened to Lamar? They would they they need to have a, a mobile athletic quarterback as their backup so that if anything did happen to Lamar, they would be able to, you know, run a, a similar style system. So I, I think that the most likely situation is that Robert Griffin does test free agency, does get some offers, but that he ends up with a better contract to be the backup quarterback for this. Ravens team I actually think that's a tremendous point and I, I think sometimes we overblow oh the way his style of play is going to get hurt I mean people like 
It's football. They get hurt all the time. But, yeah, you would want to style fit behind him. That way you can continue to keep the same stuff. You know, it sounds crazy, and I know his name's always brought up, but, you know, if they lose RG3, maybe then Colin Kaepernick actually could fill that role stylistically to to be the backup. The other question I wanted to ask you, Davis, is the one that I brought up with Darren Waller, and it's, is there going to be a tight end out there that can crack that top three that Kelsey Kittle and Ertz have a stranglehold on? If anybody would fall out, it probably would be Ertz because, you know, Kelsey was, you know, and, and Kittle were so dominant. Maybe if it's not Waller, Mark Andrews coming in and being a top three ADP-wise tight end for fantasy next year? I think it's Andrews. I, I think mm-hmm. Andrews is going to be drafted in the top 40 picks next year. I think wow. he will go. I think he will definitely go ahead of Zach Ertz. And he might even. So Kelsey, again, it's it's what we just talked about in the earlier segment where fantasy football, it kind of takes them two years to catch up. Mm-hmm. So Travis Kelsey had a way less efficient season this year, mm-hmm. obviously found the end zone, you know, less times. And uh, he's actually going to be 32 32 years really? old at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, because I know that. so people forget this. So he played wow. uh he played for all he played in for all 4 years in college and he uh also he skipped he skipped his first year in the NFL due to that he had a microfracture surgery on his knee. So he had a redshirt year both in college and in the NFL. So he's older than you think despite the fact that he's not been playing for that long. Wow. And you know, I mean like he is now already at the age where Rob Gronkowski had retired. So by the by, like so, that's crazy. It's crazy to think about him already being past where Gronkowski played in yeah. terms of you know how great Gronkowski was. So for me, I I love Travis Kelsey. I love the Kansas City Chiefs, but Kelsey's actually probably going to be a fade for me next year if he mm. goes in the first two rounds. You know, I actually have another question on the Steelers team because I just kind of remembered that you mentioned, you know, maybe Le'Veon Bell could find his way back here. Does that mean that you lack the confidence in James Conner ever, you know, being a guy this year drafted in the top two rounds? Uh, is that ship sailed? You know, maybe he's talented, but the injuries seem to be an issue with him. So I kind of think that running backs like James Conner, who are not, you know, high-end draft picks, not signed to big contracts, I think you get one chance, and mm-hmm. if you do well in that one chance, you'll get another chance, which is what happened is he came in, he played behind Le'Veon Bell, he played well over those last few games in 2018, and uh, that's not what's going to happen in 20, it's not what happened at all in 2019. Uh, he got hurt, he missed, I, I think it's that he missed six of the Steelers' nine last games, mm. and uh, I think there was only one game this season where he was not forced to leave early with an injury for the Steelers, so you know, a guy like that, great story. You know, he, uh, I don't know if people know this, but he actually beat cancer while he was playing football at Pittsburgh University. So a cool story there. But it just for guys like that, you, you get your chance. And if it doesn't work, they're going to move on. And, and it's that's just the, the nature of the game. And it seems like they already have a couple guys on the roster in Benny Snell and Kareth White, who they actually like as running backs. So we move on. Three games left here, and the Titans-Texans is the only matchup that featured two playoff teams, but that's misleading because the Texans did not put their starters out there. Wisely, they were locked into the four. Get yourself uh, a pseudo-bye if you can. The Titans win 35-14. to Let's start with this Tennessee team. Derrick Henry, 32 carries, 211 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, at this point, every single fantasy year, do you just have to pick your spot 
early November, and whoever owns Derrick Henry trade for him because when we hit winter, this guy's just going to dominate. I it's it seems that way, and it's very frustrating for. Uh, it's very frustrating for me because I always have a hard time projecting Derrick Henry because he does not catch passes. And that's sort of the that's sort of the number one thing that we look at in terms of, you know, how do we project floors for running backs? And, you know, Derrick Henry had only three games this year with multiple receptions had only one game with more than 36 receiving yards and it's just it is it is so incredibly frustrating to project players like that because basically he has to get 100 rushing yards and a touchdown in all of these games to keep up with guys who are catching four passes for 40 yards you know you don't you do not think about it like that but those that's how things end up adding up mathematically and it just it just does not matter because Derrick Henry just does that he just gets 100 yards and a rushing touchdown every game it feels like yeah, it 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 really is crazy to to watch what he does. Now, AJ Brown, another big performance for him. Four catches, 124 yards, targeted eight times, and found the end zone. AJ Brown really establishing himself. How high do you think AJ Brown could be positioned for drafts next year? And how effective do you think he could be in this looming Patriots matchup? AJ Brown is going to be drafted very highly. He is going to so all the hype that mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster got this last year, that's all funneling towards AJ Brown. It, well, so it's it's all gonna go that way right now. However, if they just get, you know, stonked in the playoffs, you know, if they lose 35 to 0 or something in the playoffs and Tannehill looks horrible and AJ Brown can't get open and Derrick Henry's just running for 1.8 yards per carry, you know, you don't think about stuff like that, but that actually will have an impact on ADP because it's the last thing people are going to remember. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing people are going to see in their minds when they think about the Titans. But as of right now, AJ Brown is going to be drafted super high, probably too high for me to draft him at all, honestly. Yeah, that, that is funny how people can kind of play themselves out of the way. Ryan Tannehill, maybe the craziest story of the season. He comes in, completely saves their season. It's the entire reason that they are in the postseason. You think about what Jameis did and and saved himself in Tampa despite the 30-30. He's going to probably be their quarterback next year. Mariota was not able to do the same. What type of faith do you have in Ryan Tannehill, not just for this upcoming postseason, but to be the guy for the Titans moving forward? It's so hard to say because we just have this huge sample of Ryan Danhill. Huge mm-hmm. sample. You know, we're talking, we're talking, you know, plus 4,000 dropbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Like just a massive sample of him not being any good. And then all of a sudden we have this 500 dropback sample of him being really good, like so good, like Patrick Mahomes level good. <laughs> and I, I guess the, 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 the easiest thing that I could say to anyone is that. Sometimes you're going to be wrong when you trust the bigger data set, but if you just always bet on the bigger data set, you'll come out ahead more likely than not. So I'm going to be anti-Tannehill. All right, anti-Tannehill, we get back. We'll continue uh, to talk about these two teams, the Texans, what the playoffs could look like for them, and also finish up with the rest of the games that took place here in Week 17. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. <laughs> Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we are back on Pro Football Rewind. Let's get right into it, Davis. Uh, we're looking at the outlook for the Titans, but the Texans as well uh, will be playing on wildcard weekend. We've kind of talked about the angle uh, of the Bills here. For the Texans, Watson and Hopkins, you know, are obviously guys that people are always excited about. How do you view the the Texans' chances hosting this Bills team? How do you think you're going to be approaching them for postseason fantasy? 
these are these are two of the the, just the weirdest teams to deal with i think in the in the afc and 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 this is actually always what we see the lower seeded afc teams in a weird way they actually end up deciding a lot of these postseason contests because you know like when you're looking at the bills roster we talked about it a little bit earlier i mean could could Cole Beasley end up being their highest fantasy point score and them losing that game? So you like literally you have to have had Cole Beasley in that game mm. to have the winning score in these postseason contests. And like you you don't ever think about things like that like when you're looking at uh when you're looking at these teams for the whole run. But yeah, like I like these teams are are just so tough to deal with for fantasy. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, man with, with the Texans. You know, I, I think they are on upset alert because we've mentioned how they are vulnerable uh, to to big plays, and this Bills defense comes to play. I think you're going to need special performances from Watson and from Hopkins. How much do you trust those coming through? Uh, I trust... Um, okay, I do trust Deshaun Watson. I don't trust Bill O'Brien, but I think that Deshaun Watson is a good big game quarterback. I mean, I just think he's a good quarterback overall. I, I like quarterbacks that are mobile. I like quarterbacks that can run. Uh, and and I, I trust his decision-making a little bit better than I trust the decision-making in Josh Allen. I think that Josh Allen, uh, I mean, this is going to be the biggest game that Josh Allen has ever played in, right? He's mm-hmm. like, It's not like uh, his career at uh, Wyoming University ever afforded him uh, a big national spotlight game the way that Deshaun Watson's uh, Clemson career did for him so I I will likely be pretty heavy on the Texan side of this game and I think we're gonna have a little bit of time at the back end of the show for the two AFC matchups the opening lines are out uh, so we will get into them and we'll get Davis's uh, take on those spreads we move forward Chargers Chiefs was an interesting game here where the Chargers were hanging around uh, they end up losing 31-21 and you know, now we ask Philip Rivers, what do they do with him? Is he going to be their guy next year? Are they going to draft somebody and make him compete for the spot? Is there any world where Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback? What are your expectations for the quarterback position for the LA Chargers? I do not think that Philip Rivers is going to be their quarterback next year. In fact, I think that the most likely outcome is that uh, Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback for them next year. I, I don't think that it is going to. Uh, I don't think that it's going to make anyone happy. I don't. You know, I don't think that that's going to make Philip Rivers happy. I don't think that it's going to make the organization that happy. But Rivers was just not good this year, and they mm-hmm. talked earlier. Uh, in there was talk earlier. I, I believe it was uh, Ian Rappaport that reported that if Philip Rivers kept playing poorly down the stretch they might just bench him mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be you know one of those emotional goodbyes for both teams but to me the most likely scenario is either that the Chargers draft someone uh you know maybe in the the middle rounds there's a couple developmental guys like Jacob Eason from the University of Washington who might mm-hmm. be good fits uh the the other thing they could do though is they could look at this roster and they could say we got good players we are paying you know big money to some of our defensive players um and maybe maybe they just ride with Tyrod it's not like you know Tyrod has led playoff teams before and you know it, it like that it would not be surprising if Tyrod was better in 2020 than Philip Rivers that's pretty interesting what are you going to do about this backfield Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler for me I think Eckler in the beginning of the year showed he's just the better running back but when Melvin came back he you know he got more of the work I guess things evened up a little bit as the season ended 
What do you what are you going to do with this Chargers backfield? What do you think the Chargers uh, will how they are going to approach the backfield? So the, the I mean we we already know that Melvin Gordon is going to leave that mm-hmm. he is not going to be on the team next year. I mean maybe because he did not perform very well in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019, right. maybe he would sign a way cheap deal. I think that seems pretty unlikely. I think they saw enough from Austin Eckler and they saw enough from Justin Jackson for them to think, actually, probably we already have our solution at running back mm. uh, in-house. And I, I think that's the right thing for them to do. I think that's clearly the right thing for them to do. You know, I, I, I think Eckler... I mean, Eckler was incredible, right? Like he was, he was one of the best running backs in the NFL this year. And I think it would be, I think it would be super foolish of them to, to pay Melvin Gordon. So uh, Austin Eckler, is going to be a really interesting guy for fantasy uh, next year because he really was only used like a workhorse kind of in those first two games. And then they backed off of it a little bit more. And then in the second half of the year, he was just getting it done on unreal efficiency, like score, like, like nine yards per touch scoring, like two touch touchdowns a game in some of those games with like literally like 14 touches total. So, you know, what do we do? Do we think that they are going to give him 20 touches a game? Probably not, but maybe he's more like Kamara and he won't even really need it because he's so good Mm -hmm. as a receiver. On the Chiefs side of things, I feel like this team is gaining steam as, you know, people out there, they don't want, I feel like people never want to take the one seed to win a conference. And now you get the Chiefs that are playing great football. They avoid having to go to Foxborough if that's going to be the matchup. And they'll host this game. The defense has played better. Pat Mahomes is still the quarterback of this team that people rightfully so have faith in. How are you viewing this Kansas City Chiefs team? Do Are you someone who also believes they are going to end up representing the AFC in the Super Bowl? Um, it's, it's them or the Ravens. And Mm. I, I think that the Ravens are, um, I think the Ravens are probably a better team. I think the defense is a little bit better. I think that more importantly, their coaching staff is a little bit better. And you know, that of course, coaching is just going to make a huge difference in the playoffs, especially because, you know, I mean, how many times, how many times have we seen, um, you know, uh, an Andy Reid led offense just completely go to crap in the playoffs. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we've, we've seen it a hundred times. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do not blame, I, I, I do not blame people for picking against the chiefs. I, I actually think that Patrick Mahomes is probably a little bit better of, uh, an NFL quarterback than Lamar is, but you know, this might just be the year of Lamar. This just might be the year where it all goes his way. Mm. And, uh, you know, if he does good for him, th- those to me are the two best teams in the NFL. And I wish one of them was in the NFC so that they mm. could meet in the Super Bowl. I tell you, what's interesting is the Chiefs do have a win over that team. You know, the Ravens only lost twice. One of them was to the Browns. I feel like that's maybe one of the weirdest results that still sits out there. But the Chiefs do have one up on them. It was in Kansas City. Weird game, 23-6 at the half where, you know, at that point, a lot of people were like, Ravens are frauds. They blew out the Dolphins. They're terrible. They beat the the Cardinals. They're terrible. And then obviously we know what they ended up in finishing the season. I think if we get that matchup, and obviously that is, you know, the favorite matchup that we're supposed to be getting, it will be very interesting in terms of postseason fantasy. You know, you've talked about having to select one player from some of these teams. Who's the chief that you would key in on? Uh, it sounds so weird because this was a, a very not good year of his career in terms of like efficiency and even even touchdowns overall. 
I think Tyreek is just so awesome for these contests, especially because the teams that uh, the, the in some of these formats, the, if you miss the first round, so if you miss the bye week, your your stats in the uh, divisional round get multiplied. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Tyreek Hill is really uh, just a crazy good option for the Chiefs. I I could see him, you know, ha- having you know a a five catch, hundred twenty four yard, two touchdown game that just swings all of these postseason contests. Yeah, I I think that's pretty interesting. And one of the interesting things about this, right, is if the Pats win, it's guaranteed then because they would be the highest seed that could move on. It's guaranteed to be uh, Patriots-Chiefs. And the game they played this year was a lower-scoring, tight football game. So you talk about the multiplier. It'd be interesting if if things will actually open up a bit. Um, In terms of Mahomes, right, because you've mentioned how owned uh, Lamar is going to be Pat, to me, if you say that he's the best quarterback in the league, I'm fine with that. What he did last year was out of this world. But he didn't come close to lighting the world on fire the way that he did from last season. And he actually he hasn't had a three-touchdown game since that game against the Titans that they lost. And that's a high bar that only you, know, you would say for a guy like Mahomes. What are your expectations in terms of postseason fantasy? Because this is a guy who probably will come at a high price and the results are there, the talent's there, but that gaudy production, maybe not there as much as it once was. Yeah, the Gotti production. I mean, if you if you look at his game logs, and I was actually just talking about this with some of my buddies today thinking about DFS. He really has only had one of those games all year. It was the game against Oakland, 443 passing yards and four touchdowns. Uh, You know, had good games against Jacksonville and Baltimore as well. But if you're looking at the rest of the season, I mean... I, I guess 446 and three against Tennessee, pretty good game, but you know, no five touchdown games. And really, uh, Chargers 182 and one, Kansas City, other Oakland game 175 yards and one, New England 283 passing yards and one touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the the gaudy numbers really were uh, they were not there in in any way for him, and maybe that makes him uh, you know kind of a, a sleeper in these mm. formats. You know, not a sleeper, but maybe yeah. people. I mean, I definitely know this. People are going to be all over Lamar Jackson in these contests to the mm-hmm. point that I, I definitely think that um, Mahomes is going to be a value. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Now, uh, for me, I saved the best for last year. Davis, you said that you are a Cowboy fan. I am an Eagle fan. This game today, um, it, it was it was tight throughout. I, you know, 17-10, I thought the, the door was shut. Then Saquon does what he does. He hits a home run, 68-yard touchdown run, keeps it open, but the Eagles then uh, finish it on a 17-0 run. They win this game 34-17. to I'll start on the Giants' side of things, though. Saquon had the finish to the season that, you know, he was for a lot of people the number one overall pick. He had the finish to the year that can get him right back to that spot uh, if people are going to be confident in this Giants team. Maybe it depends on who the head coach is, but it, it was a hell of a finish from Saquon to close out this year. Yeah, and I mean, let me say this. The Eagles, they totally deserved it. They, the Carson Wentz, he played so well with, I mean, he's throwing to Greg Ward and <laughs> Josh Perkins and Deontay Burnett. I mean, guys who are probably not going to be on an NFL roster at all next year. So, yeah. and 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 the Cowboys, they came into Lincoln Financial and they, they, they just stunk. They were so bad in week 16. <laughs> in no way do they deserve to make the playoffs. The Eagles definitely deserve it. Uh, the Giants, though, they're going to be so fun for fantasy. 
fantasy next year. Mm. Daniel Jones runs a little bit. Golden Tate, very good slot wide receiver. Sterling Shepard, very good slot wide receiver. I think they need to draft a perimeter wide receiver so that uh, those guys can do what they do best. And, uh, you know, I think they maybe need to decide uh, on their future with Evan Ingram because they keep building their offenses around tight ends to the point that Evan Ingram's replacement, Caden Smith, has actually been you know, this awesome fantasy asset, but Evan Ingram just can't stay healthy. So it would not surprise me if, uh, you know, their offense is less tight end centric next year. Uh, on the Eagles side of things, you mentioned Wentz and, um, you know, again, as an Eagles fan, I felt how he finished out the year was incredibly impressive. And I don't want to bring others down to build him up, but you, I mean, you said it genuinely as a diehard Eagles fans, he's throwing the guys and I, I don't know who they are. It, it, it was just, it was that crazy. And I think there's one stat that perfectly puts it all into perspective. He became the first ever quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards, but not have a single receiver go over 500 receiving yards. That type of, you know, spreading it out is crazy to see. We're going to come up against a break. We've got one final segment here on Pro Football Rewind, and we will get Davis's take on the fantasy playoff outlook for the Philadelphia Eagles, who will be hosting a game in the postseason, and then quickly look ahead at those AFC matchups that are locked and uh, what he thinks on those lines. Keep it here. We close it up on Pro Football Rewind next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we are back. Pro Football Rewind. Uh, great job always to the fellas down in the pit. Appreciate the uh, song that brings us in here, Kevin Walsh and Davis Maddock. Davis, the Eagles, uh, I mean, what do you want to do in terms of, you know, postseason? Miles Sanders leaves this game banged up today. If the Eagles are able to win a game, Deshaun Jackson could come back. In terms of targets, Dallas Goddard led them today. You know Ertz is likely to be playing uh, in the playoffs that first-round matchup. Outside of Wentz, you know, you talk about, again, selecting a player. If Miles Sanders is good to go, maybe it's him. I mean, Boston Scott had a three-touchdown day. Yeah, Boston Scott and Miles Sanders, both of them are really, I both. I think even regardless of, you know, even if Sanders comes back, I think that Scott is a pretty strong option because what we've seen is the way that they've coped with all of these wide receiver injuries is that uh, they just use the running backs in the passing game. They use them on the field at the same time. They use them as slot wide receivers. They even split, uh, I mean, freaking Boston Scott is a little guy and they split him out wide as a wide receiver a bunch. So I, I think both of them are really interesting. I think that in some some of these, uh, you know, if you're doing the the best ball formats, I think even drafting both of them, I would expect Boston Scott to be, you know, mm-hmm. basically free in those mm-hmm. formats. And, and he would be a really intriguing option because actually, as we saw in this game, Jordan Howard was cleared and back in, in ready to be healthy in these games. And he didn't receive a touch. He was not in the game at all. It was just all Boston Scott. Yeah, it, that was, I was actually on a couple of Miles Sanders props, and I think he would have soared over if he didn't get hurt. But I guess they just didn't need to put him back if Boston Scott was going to be giving them this type of production. Uh, I'll leave it with this, Davis. Uh, there are some lines out for the AFC. We're, we're obviously you know, a ways away, but your early thoughts on the Texans laying three and a half to the Bills and the Pats laying four and a half to the Titans in the AFC uh, opening wild card round. Oh, hold on. I got to leave. I got to run. I got to go. I got to go sell organs to bet on the Titans plus four and a half points against the New England Patriots. <laughs> There's no way that that line, that line should be, it should be Patriots minus three, mm-hmm. no more, no less. That by the, by the time you and I, mm-hmm. uh, by the time people are, are waking up and going to go get their coffee on Monday morning, that's going to be Patriots minus three. If you're, if you're listening to this live right now, you're on, you're on your sportsbook app. Go get, go get uh, mm-hmm. Titans plus four and a half. There you go. Davis says, get after Davis. As always, a pleasure working with you. Thank you to everybody who hung out with us here on Pro Football Rewind. That'll do it uh, for us. Good luck to everybody uh, who is going to be getting ready to play fantasy football for the playoffs and betting the football playoffs in the NFL. That'll do it for us here on Pro Football Rewind. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. 
Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.